Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the listener. Have you ever wondered if anybody's listening to your conversations? You know, in our technological age, at least here in the United States, it's become quite common for a number of people to have devices in their homes that can pick up what they're saying. And it's amazing. You can be dictating a letter on your phone and it will come out with what you're saying sometimes and other times it comes out with things that you wish were not being typed. It didn't quite understand you, but it typed what it thought he was understanding. You can have a, a system in your home that gives commands and it hears your conversations, but it only can respond to certain words that you say and give responses. So what we call artificial intelligence is really not that intelligent after all. It is intelligent as far as it has been programmed. But we do have listening devices. Other people listen sometimes to conversations. We have known our own selves sometimes to be in a group setting and we hear another group talking and our ear sort of attunes to that conversation and we sort of pick up snatches of it. Well, there is one who listens. In fact, he listens to every conversation. He listens and pays attention, especially to the conversations that delight him, but he's also very aware of those conversations that do not delight him. Who am I talking about? Well, maybe you've guessed it by now. I'm talking about the living God. I'm talking about Yahweh, the God who is the creator and the sovereign Lord of all, who sees and hears everything every person does, every person thinks, every person speaks. But I, I want to direct your attention to a particular passage of Scripture and, and use it as an illustration of the listener. It's found in the prophet Malachi. Now, Malachi was the last written prophet of what we call the Old Testament. More accurately, should we call the First Testament or the Hebrew Bible. And there we have a record of the prophet Malachi and his ministry to the people who have returned to Judah, have built the temple, uh, another temple, and are living in the land. Now, this is many years after they have returned it's about 400 years before Christ himself was born. Here's the passage. Let me just read it to you. It said Malachi chapter 3, beginning at verse 13, and continuing actually into chapter 4, verse 3. But I won't read all of that. I want to read 13 through 16. Listen. Your words have been hard against me, says Yahweh. Now, now God is saying, your words have been hard against me. So, the question is, how did he know? <laughs> did, was it the prophet who heard conversations and then reported back to him? No. Yahweh himself heard what came out of their mouth as they spoke to one another about him. You have, your words have been hard against me, says Yahweh, but you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said, and he repeats their conversation, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or, or walking as in mourning before Yahweh of hosts? 
And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Now that's one group of people. And that's the substance of their conversation among themselves about Yahweh. There's another group. Then those who feared Yahweh spoke with one another. Yahweh paid attention and he heard them and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared Yahweh and esteemed his name. Now God hears both groups in their conversations. But one, it said, then those who feared Yahweh spoke with one another and Yahweh paid attention and heard them. In other words, this is a conversation that is dear to Yahweh. And it's a conversation he records and those who speak it. But he's very aware of the other conversation as well. Now, in this little paragraph that I've read from the prophet Malachi, we should note that there's a conversation among people in these groups. So there's two conversations going on among two different groups of people. Now, those two groups are talking about God to one another, talking about Yahweh to one another. And this is not the only time that God has made known through the prophet Malachi that he's heard their conversations. For instance, let me just give you a little brief listing of what he had heard and what he said to them that he'd heard and their response, which is arrogant and unbelieving and obstinate and blasphemous. God begins the book of Malachi with a great assertion, I have loved you. Wow, for God to say that to someone should put shivers of delight and pleasure running through our bodies. I have loved you. But here's the people's response. But you say, how have you loved us? Another one in Malachi chapter 1 and in verse 13. But you say, what a weariness is this? And you snort at it, says Yahweh of hosts. You bring what has been taken by violence or is lame, etc. In other words, your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? You said it's vain to serve God. There are other passages, Malachi 2.14. But you say, why does he not? You see, there's this constant retort. God makes a statement, maybe about something that they have said in their conversation about him, but instead of listening to what God has to say and repenting of their wrong attitudes and of their very sinful words, they instead snorted God and blasphemously speak back at him. They are bellyaching and complaining about God and they're saying all manner of hard things against him. That's one group. And that's the conversations that they had among themselves. In the particular passage that I read to you, you say, how have we spoken against you? So God tells him how. This is how. You say it's vain to serve God. And you ask, what's the profit of our keeping his charge? Or walking is in repentance before Yahweh of hosts. And then you go on to say, you know, we call those other people that are not followers of Yahweh as prosperous and blessed and that we're not. 
So, that's one group of people, the complainers, who speak against God from unbelief and from sin and from rebellion. Now, these are not the questions of a a true believer in God who maybe is complaining in the sense that he's under a great pressure and he's wanting to know why and he's pounding on the gates of heaven and expressing his doubt or his fear or his anxiety or his confusion. These are people that are speaking evil against God because their attitude about God is wrong and very false. There's a second group, the reverent, the ones who feared God. They highly esteem him, and they spoke with high regard for him, his person, his character, his words, his promises. These are the people who feared God, who loved God, and who are reverent in how they speak of God to one another. Now, this is a very important principle that that the Bible teaches in more than one place. Here's the principle. What is in a person's heart is manifested by his speech to others. This is especially true of our speech in groups where we may be talking about God, about our understanding, or our complaints about him. Now, God is aware of even the thoughts that we have. Even before we speak a word out of our mouth, God is aware of it. Psalm 139, for even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Yahweh, you know it altogether. So God knows our thoughts, and he certainly hears and understands our words. He understands the attitude from which those words flow. Here's another word from Matthew chapter 12 verse 35 through 37, that talks about how important our words are. Now, Jesus is speaking. I'm not going to go into the particular situation, but here are the words he says. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, that is, by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned, that is, judged as guilty. Our words will form the basis of our judgment because our words manifest the attitude of our heart. They manifest our true estimation, our true opinion about God, about his character, and about his ways. So this is a very important principle that I think we we need to take to heart. Now, the scripture not only speaks about conversations that bring about a judgment from God because they are unworthy of God and are expressing unbelief and arrogance, and blasphemously sinful, but it also speaks about conversations that believers, God-fearers, have among one another, and especially God-fearers who speak about God to one another in the public acts of worship. In fact, we are commanded in the New Testament in our 
service together of worship that we offer to God to speak words that edify one another, that praise and magnify God, and that convey his truth. And we're to speak those words by what we say, by how we pray, and by what we sing. But you know, it's the words outside of even the public worship service that truly manifest our heart. The words that we speak in our groups, our buddies, how do you speak about God? What is your real opinion about him? What words do you use to speak of him to others? Your words are very important. And there is one who listens. He listens to every word you say. He is the listener. Don't you want him to be pleased? Don't you want him to be delighted in your speech because you are expressing your true trust in him, your true estimation of his wondrous character, of his glorious and majestic person, one who loves you with an everlasting love. If you believe on him and on his son, Jesus Christ, then you know his love. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, watch your words. <laughs>